0: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
2: Oh, the vibes are so high on a Friday. It took me a little second to get going this morning. Yeah. But we are here. We are ready to go. We got a Kings dub. We got Niners in week 14, week 15. Week 15. Good Lord. In the NFL, we have the Raiders hanging up 63. I don't believe you. Points. I text you 63 of them things. It's 42 nothing,
3: Kyle. You're like LOL.
2: <laughs> Nine tutties. Well, dude, I the game starts. Okay. And we had our holiday Christmas party for ESPN 1320 or for, for Odyssey Sacramento last night. And your boy shows up. No hat, by the way. Hatless. Hatless. Remember when I said, Oh, somebody's gonna be like, Oh, I didn't recognize you. John, sales guy. Our bald sales guy was like, you're one of us. He's like, yes, sir, I am. What's up? <laughs> He's like, I didn't recognize you. He's like, I know. I know. So yeah, it went uh, no hat. It, it went great. Uh, the party was really fun. I l- love the, the group of people that work here. And, and so getting to chat with them outside of an office environment was pretty cool. So uh, shout out to to everybody here at Odyssey. But yeah, I check my, I, I pull up the game, you know, on your phone technology. Uh, it's already seven, nothing
0: all right nice
2: get a stop go down to score get another stop I look down 14 nothing Trey Tucker on my bench by the way oh. in, uh, in fantasy but I don't feel bad about that because who knew right so look down as foot I'm like wow look, good for the Raiders so go get a nice win I don't think I don't think the Chargers are coming back with Easton stick nice win. the next time I saw a score was when you texted me oh and it was like what
3: yes Oh, and, it, it, and life comes at you fast.
2: Really fast.
3: Yeah, Kyle, that was wild. It was, it was like boom, 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 well, like and all was, the fumbles.
2: It was so clear. And if you missed it, Brandon Staley, the Los Angeles Chargers head coach, and their general manager, Tom Telesco, have both been fired today. I believe Ian Rappaport from NFL Media had that news first. You could tell halfway through... This uh, That might be generous. You could tell in the first half of that game that they were done playing for Staley. Oh, yeah. That was not a team that was engaged. That was not a team that gave a damn. And credit Antonio Pierce and the Raiders for looking at what they did last week against Minnesota and going, that's embarrassing, we're better than that, and going and playing their tails off.
3: How do you go from scoring zero to scoring 63 in the span of, like, four days?
2: The Los Angeles Chargers. I, I guess that helps. <laughs> that does help. I, I... Honestly, I think that's part of it. Like, they only had four days. They're probably still mad about how they played against the Vikings. Okay. And so they just go out and they, they destroy a divisional opponent, one that was disinterested in playing on a Thursday night, disinterested in playing for their coach. And that is not to say that, oh, that's the only reason the Raiders won. But that is the reason they scored 63 points. They just They put the foot on the gas and went.
3: Yeah, I'm wondering, like, these are the two teams in the league that needed to fire their coaches, like, in the first week of the season. They should <laughs> not have walked into yeah. the season with the, their head coaches. And to see both of them eventually get to that point, but for the Chargers to take so long to get there, that's pretty painful. That
2: Brandon Staley was still the coach in Week 15 is crazy. Yeah. And just a, a huge swing and a miss by by L.A. At least, At least... Mark Mark Davis looked after what was a week seven. Was it that many? Week well, eight? yeah, because
3: well, Pierce is three and three now.
2: Yeah, so the middle of the season, he went. Okay, this is done.
3: Yeah, yeah, we can't do this anymore.
2: Too many, too many teams, and I think this is what the Chargers did. And, and again, credit to credit to Mark Davis for looking at the landscape of his team and the immediate future of his team, and going, yeah, te- in the playoff hunt, quote unquote, the playoffs are still possible, but that's not realistic. Let's pull the plug. Let's move forward. Yeah, the Chargers needed to do the same thing. I understand that the Chargers, up until a couple weeks ago, were right there in the thick of the playoff hunt. You go win a couple games, and now you're there. But it was so clear watching this Chargers team that they were not that Brandon Staley was not it. This team was not winning a Super Bowl. This team was very likely not going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, and as
3: soon as they lose Herbert, it's like, hey, I mean, this is even worse. It's right. Like, I, I mean, and he wasn't good all year either.
2: Yeah, um, he's fine. Fu- he's fine, but. It wasn't like, that wasn't the difference last night. That wasn't the issue last night. The issue wasn't, man, the Chargers played tough. If only they'd had Justin Herbert. I don't even know if Justin Herbert keeps them from hanging up 63 last night. Oh, maybe not. Yeah.
3: Especially, you know, uh, well, uh, it's it's bad football. And it's become synonymous with Thursday night football. Like there are so few games that are entertaining, that are worth watching at all. And I mean I guess if you're a Raiders fan, you could enjoy, you know, someone putting up a huge, you know, sixty three point night. Yeah. I, I guess that's fun. It is. Yeah. But uh you kinda wish that like where was that last week? Because if it was there last week, you're in the conversation. Right.
2: Where was one of those touchdowns last week? No, I told I mean I'm and now they just
3: slid from a top potential top five team to a potential top twelve team in the NBA draft. Hey, I think someone's here. uh, NFL draft. I'm sorry. I think someone's here to pick up their PS5, Kyle. Good for them. I think it's happening right behind you. I'm going to guess that's John Poles. Oh. That's my guess. I can't see. Is he super tall? Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing it's John. Okay. He looks like a John. Well, he does call himself Big John
2: Poles. Uh, That's true. Hang on. Let me see if I can get. Oh, yeah. You can kind of see back there. Oh, he should come to the
3: glass. Like, what's going on here? Come on, Jackie. That's all right. Oh,
2: he's gone. He's out of here. Oh, he took that. He took his prizes Dang. and left. All right. Shout out, John. Anyways, that's a good <laughs> radio. There was somebody behind me in the glass receiving their prize. Speaking of receiving their prize, we are giving away another PlayStation 5 today. It's the last one, Kyle. It's the last one we got. I'm so sad. Not that there's a couple back there, but one of them is claimed already. One, yeah. of, the, one of them is going to a winner who has not yet picked up their prize. So we have one more PS5 to give away. That's right. 916-909-1320. We'll tell you what caller number you need to be later on in the show. Oh. 1130 today.
3: 1130
2: that today? That is when the phones will be unlocked at 1130. Well, they're unlocked now, but I'm going to lock them just before 1130 and then reopen them at 1130. Okay. I think we'll go caller.
3: <laughs> you don't like the big number. Hmm. Can... No,
2: I'm going to go. No, I'm going to go caller 17. Okay. Keanu Do you know why? Keon Ellis Career High, James, and that is the number of Jiffy Lube locations in the Greater Sacramento area, according to a quick search on the Jiffy Lube website this morning. Quality. Shout out to our friends at Jiffy Lube. Quality pool for putting cow. on for putting on this for putting on this, this giveaway. It is super cool that they dropped all those PS5s off, and we've had a ton of fun giving them away to you, and we will do that one more time again today at eleven thirty, courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Lube.
3: Yeah. We could have done caller number sixty-three. I like the serial connections thought there.
2: Yeah, if we legitimately, I'd be way more inclined to do that if we had a normal setup. No, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I just think try. I, I could. I don't think I could get sixty-three callers in before we had to like come back and do a show, though. And then I'd be having awesome. to. And then I'd be having to answer the phone, <laughs> like, "Hey, who, who? Hello, this is Kyle. This is. Hey, this is caller fifty-three. Try again. Oh, hang up. Doesn't make for great radio." <laughs> 63 21 the raiders beat the chargers look dude if you're going to smoke a tank job which again the the players are not tanking players don't tank players nope. do not care about moving up in the draft where the team might draft their replacement mm-hmm. like that is not that players are not the tanking kind right um but as a fan if you're like rooting for your team to lose this is a good way to have them win a, you kick the holy heck out of the Chargers. B, the 63rd points, the Jack Jones pick six, where he, like, jumped the screen and, like, one hand reach back, sick. spinning catch. Unbelievable. And the, the fun thing about this is not only is it 63 points in a franchise record, like, that is insane. That is so many points. Yep. That is, we, we all lost our collective minds that the Dolphins scored 70. The Raiders had one fewer touchdown than that. Hmm. Like, that's insane like what an uh, unbelievable performance so anyways yes so anyways to me like I said if you're gonna if you're gonna smoke a tank job that's the way to do it like that's the way show that there's something there yep show that this defense has some players on it show that your offense hey maybe Aiden O'Connell there's a little something there yeah Get something from Trey Tucker and 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 all of a sudden you're like hey oh no Josh Jacobs no Colton Miller and we're still moving the ball like this okay there's a little something that's 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 way more important to me than going from the the tenth pick up to the eighth pick or wherever they would have been.
3: Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess the Chargers are fifth now. This this does spiral them a bit in in the race for for decent draft picks.
2: Not necessarily if they lose out, they're good. Okay. There's just there's just fine. so many teams <laughs> like right there that were came into the week at five and eight and, or six and seven. I'd way rather I'd way rather take the optimism that last night built for the Raiders. In terms of, oh, some playmakers here. Yeah. Then, all right, lost 13-6. to six.
3: Hooray. But what happens if Antonio Pierce isn't the guy and a win like this gets him the job?
2: I won't. <laughs> uh, Speaking of winning last night, the Kings held off the Thunder 128-123. Sacramento moves to 2-0 against Oklahoma City this season. That could be big come tiebreaker time. Hell of a game. Playoff seeding. Hell of a game, Kyle. Really fun game. Yes. Um, they have two more games against Oklahoma City in February and April. We'll die, we'll, we've will die. we got James' six quick thoughts coming up in the next segment as the Kings start 1-0 on this six-game homestand. at a career high for Keon Ellis. Had a good battle between Fox and Shea. We'll dig into all of that a little later in the show. One of the things that jumped out to me, though, and we talked about this with the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Back when the Warriors were supposed to be competitive. And it's like, this sucks that the Kings play them so many times early in the year because these teams are going to change so much. And if this is going to be a main competition for a playoff spot or their competition in the playoffs, you would like to see them play spread out over the course of a season. I like the spread between the the Kings and Thunder. They had a game in November, a game in December. They play again in February, and then they play a game in April. The two games in February and April are in OKC. But Mm. I think think all of those games are going to look a little bit different, and that's fun.
3: Yeah, and I think they'll be meaningful. And uh, I think Josh Okogi won't get, I mean, uh, uh, Josh Giddy won't get booed off the court um, in his home court like he did in Sacramento last night.
2: He was bad.
3: Well, no, he got booed all night long. The Kings fans uh, did not stand for his off the
2: court. Oh, Josh
3: Giddy. Josh Giddy. Right. Josh That's Giddey. that guy. Yeah. Oh,
2: good for Kings fans.
3: Yeah, Josh Giddy. Uh, he he! The rain of booze came down on his head last night.
2: As they should. Yeah. Honestly, they should in Oklahoma City too. I know they won't, but if OKC fans were some real ones, they would.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Kings one twenty eight. Thunder one twenty three. James six. Quick thoughts are coming up next. It's a fam- fantasy Friday. Faraz Siddiqui going to hop in with us at 10.30. Playoffs for most of you start today, so please hit us with your start and sits at twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, youtube.com slash ESPN1320. The chats all come to us. We will see them all. Starts and sits. Those are coming up with Faraz Siddiqui at 10.30. We've got the 49ers who could win the NFC West this week. We'll talk about that tons of stuff coming up here on the Insider, sponsored by jiffy lube on espn 1320 james ham six quick thoughts on the king's win over the thunder coming up next
1: you're listening to the insiders with james ham and kyle madsen sponsored by jiffy lube on espn 1320 and 98.5 hd2 Sacramento's sports leader Now back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN thirteen twenty.
2: Kings one twenty eight, Thunder one twenty three. Kings are a tough matchup for OKC, man. They just give them a really really hard time. See, I, I think it's interesting
3: if you look at the the Pelicans and the Kings, how that matchup is difficult for the Kings. If you look at the Kings versus the Lakers, that matchup's difficult for the Lakers. If you, now you look at the the Thunder. That matchup's difficult for the Thunder. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Kings match up well against Denver, strangely. Uh, They've matched up well against Minnesota this season. They've matched up well against Dallas. It's just weird that you can beat the top teams, but you can't beat the teams uh, below you.
2: It's frustrating, but as long as you can beat the top teams, that's what's going to matter in April.
3: I guess. I guess. (laughs) It's funny. We were having a discussion on um, the best game you've ever been to. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Lizzie brought up something in, in the chat, um, which I, I I starred. I do have champagne corks. That's sick. I have champagne corks from two NBA championships, uh, one from the Warriors, one from the uh, the Cavs. That's really cool. Yeah, when you're in um, three inches of of uh, champagne and is destroying your shoes. There are corks everywhere. Well, first of all, there's like plastic bisqueen all over the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's like three inches of champagne that you're slogging through. And then there are corks that you can step on and slip and fall all over the place. But there are they are the corks That's from the dope. celebration. That's so dope. it's like, okay, I think I'm going to put a couple of these in my pocket and remember. It by.
2: Yeah, I would have done the exact same thing. That's yeah. really, really cool. Let's get to your six quick thoughts on the Kings win over the Thunder last night, beginning with number one.
3: Uh, Number one, De'Aaron Fox and Shea Gilgis Alexander, put on a show.
2: Yeah, they did. Holy crap. Uh,
3: They didn't guard each other much, Kyle, uh, but they were both the driving force behind their team. Fox finished with, uh, is that right, 41 points? Yeah. Or is that wrong? No, that's right. Okay. And SGA had 43. Uh, Nine assists for SGA, seven assists for De'Aaron Fox. I will say this. For all those people who like watching NBA basketball, like watching great scoring and great players, I will take a 41-point performance by De'Aaron Fox over a 43-point performance by Shea Gilgis Alexander any day of the week. There's one player that plays an enjoyable brand of basketball Mm -hmm. and another that just Kevin Martin's his way through a game trying to draw fouls. And, yeah. it's, and it's to me, it's like, uh, you know, how, what do you go to the free throw line? 19 attempts at the free throw line? That's it's, not fun that's to watch. Lot. No. No, it was like literally watching a, a game slow down and, and played in mud because one player gets a ton of calls, demands a ton of calls, asks for even more calls. He's not as bad as like Luka, but watching him get to the free throw line on touch fouls and then watching demonis Sabonis get smacked upside the head multiple times and not get any calls is still one of the most baffling things I've ever seen. The officiating crew was absolute trash in that game.
2: Eighteen free throw attempts for Shea Gilgit's Alexander.
3: Eighteen. Gimme yeah. gimme De'Aaron Fox running past you and scoring over that any day of the week.
2: De'Aaron, eleven free throw attempts. Yeah. Eight for Keegan Murray. Yeah, no, I uh I find Shea Shea Gilgis Alexander's game like really aesthetically pleasing. I love when guards in particular are really methodical about getting to their spots and being able to get whatever shot they want. And that's what makes players like Shea Gilgis-Alexander so frustrating to me. I feel the same way about Luka Doncic, and I feel the same way about James Harden. I like watching Shea way more than I like watching those guys. But you, his bag is so deep. He does not need to res, resort to foul grifting. Austin Reeves needing to resort to, to foul grifting in the paint, you get it. Like he's a good NBA player, but that's how he's going to... If he's scoring 28, he's getting to the line. He's getting to the line. That's Like probably 11, his, 12 times. That's right. That's probably the, the biggest... Shea does not need that to get 40. He does not need to sit there and hold the ball out and embellish calls and try and get to the line. Like, dude, create some flow. Like, that's... You know, Kyle, I think the most annoying thing about it is that
3: De'Aaron Fox refuses to play that game. Yeah, and it's it's like a it's a decision that he's made. He wants the foul calls, Mm -hmm. but he's made a decision not to be that guy. And uh, does it hurt him? Yeah, he'd average four more points a game if he if Mm -hmm. he grifted for fouls like Shea does. But and I'm not taking away from Shea. He's a great player. Mm -hmm. He's he's just ISO Joe 2.0, which is fine. Like he's a very good NBA player. He's uh, All NBA. But, like, the the foul thing just, it gets under my skin. Yep. Because, I mean, it just makes it for not a watchable game. I'm totally with you. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. All good. Sidebar.
2: <laughs> second uh, second point.
3: Playoff Malik. He showed up. 18 points, nine assists off the bench. Uh, he, man, they ran so many pick and rolls, so many two-man game sets in this. With Malik and Demonis. I was I was shocked. Also, uh, hey Kevin, uh, Malik Monk is going to steal your, steal your minutes. Please come for your
2: minutes. I don't think this is playoff Malik because it's not the playoffs. I think this contract year Malik.
3: Oh, we're calling it contract year Malik. That's what
2: I'm calling it now. Oh. Playoff start, and then we're on to playoff Malik. Okay, right now we're in contract year Malik. That makes sense. It's a good, it's a good version of him for sure. Number three. Uh, the other all-star
3: on the court was pretty good as well. Demontis Sabonis bullied Chet Holmgren. Uh, 18 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists. We take for granted how good Demonis Sabonis is, and he might not even be All NBA this year because he might not even make an All-Star team because of you know what happened in the in the playoffs and how people just once again look at him and think oh you know is whether it's a system guy or whatever like the dude is averaging. 18 points, 12 and a half rebounds, seven plus assists. He's an absolute genius with the with the basketball on the court. And, uh, like, we're overlooking the fact that Simonis is great.
2: Okay, number four.
3: Uh, solidify your spot. Keon Ellis is on a two-way contract. Uh, but he's just going out there and taking everyone's minutes. 17 points, 5-6 from three. He had an incredible block at the rim on Che. Like, stuffed him at the rim. Like, mm-hmm. what in the world is happening? And uh, the energy and effort that he brings, he's now not getting in the way on the offensive end. He's figured out how to be in the flow of the offense, and he knocks down his three-point shots. Uh, good for good for Keon. He's fighting his way into the league through the two-way process, and uh, he, again, is coming for your minutes.
2: Let's make Keon LSR Jiffy Lube fast-break player of the game. <laughs> Congratulations to Keon Ellis. This is his first Jiffy Lube Fastbreak Player of the Game performance, I believe. I believe so. Go to ESPN1320.com. There is a Jiffy Lube logo right on the front page at ESPN1320.com. Click on that Jiffy Lube logo. Enter the keyword Keon. K-E-O-N. Keon.
3: The password is Keon.
2: Enter that, and you will be entered to win a $100 gift certificate to... Jiffy Lube. Shout out to our friends at Jiffy Lube. They're giving away a $100 gift certificate after each and every Kings game right here on the Insiders. That's Jiffy right. Lube is what I'm calling it. All right, number five.
3: Trey Day. Uh, Trey Lyles was batting a, battling a cold. Uh, he was questionable leading up to the game. I talked to him in the locker room right before the game, and he was all plugged up, and I said, like, hey, thumbs up, thumbs down. He said, thumbs up. I said, you're going to go? He's like, I said, you're going to try to give it a go? He's like, no. I'm gonna go. I'm like, all right, let's see that. See it. Uh, he was a plus twenty-two in nineteen minutes, so five point six rebounds. But he was a plus twenty-two, best plus-minus I think on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's correct. Yeah, just kind of strange that he was impactful, even though you could tell he was totally under the weather, running up and down the court with the stuff he knows is tough.
2: Yeah, but he found ways to impact winning. And that is not something that every player on the Kings roster does consistently, and it feels like Trey Lyles does. I I agree. Shout out to the Trey Lyles flu game. Number six.
3: Ignore the whistle. Uh, Keegan Murray kept getting called for touch fouls, Uh, but it was him who hit. uh, He ended up hitting four free throws in the final minute to ice the game. 15 points, three rebounds kind of snuck up on you, but I thought he did a good job defensively. I thought he was assertive on the offensive end when he could be. I thought the foul trouble kind of held him back a little bit, but really good game for him overall. He finished strong and helped uh, his team win the game.
2: Yeah, he only yeah he finished with four fouls, three in the first half, the only one in the second half, and yeah. uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that he had a better second half. Uh, the thing that jumps out to me is the eight free throws for him. That is that aggressiveness. That's that assertiveness. He's not just standing in the corner and shooting it. He's putting the ball on the deck and drawing contact and making his way to the line. That... Matters especially on a night where your three ball is not falling. Yeah, figure out a way to put the ball in the basket, and that's one way to do it. Yeah, and, good uh, for him.
3: Justin in the chat set, chat says he had a nice floater and crunch time. He did. Like I, I thought he stepped up in really really valuable minutes, and uh, he w- he was excellent.
2: Yep, definitely good player. Keegan Murray and I'm of the mind. I have a Domas take that I want to run by you. Oh. And it involves Keegan Murray. We've got... uh, We can't do it right now. It's a lot. And we've got Fantasy Friday with Faraz Siddiqui coming up. But I want to talk to you about about Damanis Abonis and Keegan Murray and their places in the the King's core. That's coming up. Uh, Fantasy Friday with Faraz Siddiqui of Upper Hand Fantasy and Odyssey Original Podcast talking all things fantasy football. He is one of our very favorite guests. YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. You can hit us up at twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. In the chats on those, send us your start-sit questions. We are going to run them by Faraz. We want to make sure that you are prepared as possible for your fantasy football playoffs. And then we get into some other non-fantasy stuff too with Faraz because he's a he's a good dude and he's fun to talk to. So uh, that's what we've got coming up next on the Insiders on ESPN 1320.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: now back to the insiders with james ham and kyle madsen brought to you by jiffy lube on espn 1320 it's
2: ten thirty on a friday so you know what that means it's time for fantasy friday on the insider sponsored by jiffy lube he's james ham i'm kyle madsen joining us now Faraz Siddiqui of Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast talking all things fantasy football. You can download that on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Faraz, what's up, dog? What's up? What's
4: up? We're back. Fantasy playoff time. This is a very important time, guys.
2: I know, man. We're here. This is is, uh, arguably your most important radio hit you've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) This is a top 27 important day in your life. I don't know you, if you know you're that, right? Yeah, you're, you stand to win or lose people a lot of money right now. That's right. No pressure. Listen, um, I, I, I hope some people were on the Giants uh, on Monday night. Man. Uh, after last week, uh, that worked out. How do you? Hey, real, real quick, you're a, you're a Jets guy. How do you yes. feel about the Giants? Like, what is your um, relationship? Okay, I mean, with it, the things have
4: changed. You know, as as I've become, you know, more grown. Uh, I've tended, I, I, I tend to hate less, right? Oh. So when I was a kid, you know, my teens going into college, college years especially, I hated the Giants. And mm. and it's mostly because I had obnoxious Giants fans all around me uh, in my friend circle and all that uh, because they were winning. They were winning the Super Bowls, right? The Jets yeah. got close here and there, like with Rex Ryan and all that, but uh, we weren't close. Hell yeah. You know, we we didn't win the Super Bowl, but they did. Yeah. And I was salty, but now
2: I'd have been salty too.
4: I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily root
3: for them, but I, I, I don't not root for them.
2: Okay, that was all. That's my only question today. Yeah. That's your only take it, question. Take it, it away, James.
3: Uh, yeah, for us, uh, since I'm on a bye this week, I don't have <laughs> any questions rag. about my team in particular. <laughs> Sick brag. Um, no, but I mean, we're we're entering like the most important time. It's it, for most leagues. It is the first week of playoffs. What is it that, is there a player out there? Is there a couple of guys that you're, that you just like, either you have to start or you really have to go out and get right now?
4: Well, Brian Robinson didn't practice all week long. So go pick up Antonio Gibson if he's available. I'm looking at it right now. He's available in about 45% of leagues um, across platforms. So he's something that you can pick up and start right away. He's somebody that you might want to start over guys that you've been starting, right? So he's like a solid RB2 for me this week. You know, we could we could expect um, Chris Rodriguez to handle some of the early down work. But in this game against the Rams, I, I think there's going to be a lot of plays. There's going to be a lot of fantasy output from all over the place. Sam Howell throws the ball a ton. Uh, and this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I think I, I want Antonio Gibson in my lineup if
2: I can. For Asadiki Upperhand Fantasy and Odyssey Original Podcast joining us here on the Insiders on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Um, this Texans situation's brutal, man. Looks like mm-hmm. CJ Stroud's gonna miss the game. Nico Collins looks like he's gonna be out. Tank Dell is gonna be out. I had Noah Brown those couple of weeks where he blew up and then he got hurt, and then he hasn't scored much since. Is he worth starting given that he's probably the wide receiver one there even if it is davis mills or should he be riding the bench
4: i don't think so <laughs> not in the playoffs man like listen if cj shroud was starting 1000 percent you okay. know i think he, he would make a high-end flex play okay uh you know with obvious upside i mean he he had he had two games of like 150 receiving yards yeah. you know with him so hundred uh, percent i see where you're going with this but you know, without C.J. Stroud, man. Like, listen, we we know who Noah Brown is, you know, uh, and, and and it was C.J. Stroud that was elevating him to levels that he he never saw before. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, Davis Mills, I am staying as far away as I can, and and you know that includes Dalton Schultz as well, right? So if I have Dalton Schultz, uh oh, there you go, there you go. We got a question right there. Yeah. Uh, what about Dalton Schultz at tight end? Same type of situation. I'm downgrading Schultz can he do his thing? Yes will he get targets yes. Um, so is he still a top tight Top 10 tight end yes. I would have have him. I would have had him in like a top six. Ish. That's where I have I had him, assuming CJ Stroud was good to go. But now I'm just trying to avoid if I can.
2: Real quick, starter sick question from Stephen McBride in the chat. And again, if you want to get in on this, Twitch.tv/slash ESPN1320, YouTube.com/slash ESPN1320. You can fire off your questions there. We will get to as many of them as we can. Uh, Stephen McBride asks: Dalton Schultz or Kyle Pitts?
4: You know what? This is going to sound crazy, but I'm actually going Kyle Pitts here, and, and, and I know I know it's kind of nuts, but. And and it's sad. I understand. But you know and, and you know, whenever we like Kyle Pitts, he ends up not performing. But not ninety percent rap participation the last two weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. this had that has gone up. Um two top twelve finishes over the last two weeks. And the matchup against Carolina on paper doesn't seem great. Okay, when you look at fantasy points against, but Carolina runs Some of the highest single high coverage, you know, uh, single high safety. Mm -hmm. That's the type of coverage that Pitts does best against. He ranks ninth in yards per route run against single high this year. Um, So he, he could have a decent week this week. You know, I don't love this situation because they're at home. I'm sorry, they're away and they, they they don't play as well on offense when they're not at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, Desmond Ritter. Um, so you know he could have a decent week. I would not be surprised if he has another top twelve finish this week.
3: You know, yeah. for us, uh, I sort of like a global question here, a bigger question. We're seeing a couple of teams like the Texans, who like on any given week we're looking at like four or five fantasy players. You're looking at a team like the Chargers who got clubbed last night, but again, you know three probably two or three really high-end fantasy players that are just imploding late in the season. How do you deal with teams like this? If if you're a guy who's made it all the way to the the, the playoffs, right, riding a Keenan Allen and, and Justin Herbert train, and then all of a sudden you get here with C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins, and you get to the playoffs and your guys are busted, Like, what are your suggestions for teams like that who are in this weird situation?
4: This is the time to buckle up.
3: And, and just do what you can pick up guys off the waiver
4: wire you never know what's going to happen like look like look at tire Ty- you're, you're going up against a juggernaut team but wait that juggernaut has a hobbled tyreek hill or a hobbled devon a chain right or you just never know what's going to happen right so i have seen terrible teams go into the playoffs and end up being one of the better teams by week 17 right or or by week 16 in the old you know with the old schedule so you, you know at this point you just have to win that one week. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Their guys can get hurt, and then they in, when they usually score 140 points a game, they end up with 85 points because two of their their guys got hurt, or two of them two other guys had very down weeks. Like you just never know, man. It's it's it, at this point, one week at a time. You know, plug in. Don't assume just because you lost Keenan Allen, your season was, is not over. Just because you had Austin Eckler in your lineup last night, it does suck. Right, going into Sunday mm-hmm. or Saturday and Sunday this mm-hmm. week. Uh, but you just got to keep keep going, okay? Because you never know.
2: I have a selfish question, and then we have a ton of questions from our from our YouTube and Twitch chats that we'll that we'll get to next. But last one for me looks like Ramondre Stevenson still not practicing. Are you riding with Zeke again?
4: Yeah, for sure. I, right. I think he's a solid RB two. I had him as a low end RB two going into last Thursday night, um, but uh, he's he's he had almost 20, 30 touches in that game yeah, uh, it's crazy. one of those things where you know we can't depend on efficiency every week we can't depend on him scoring a touchdown like he did in that game but you know i think 15 to 20 touches is, is pretty much guaranteed and the fact that he's being worked in the receiving game the way he is uh you know means he's game script dependent and i think 10 points in ppr is his floor it might even be higher than that um so i think he should be in lineups as a solid rb two
1: hmm
3: all right let's start busting about it let's start busting through Mm -hmm. some of these uh start montgomery white a chain uh connor and i don't know how many we're talking about here but if you had those four i don't know if you had to pick one of them yeah i'll just
4: well i'll I'll just just, i'll I'll just rank them yeah i'll just rank them uh rashad white is in for sure there's nobody there's only like two running backs who are more dependable (laughs) <laughs> the the then um Rashad White at this point right so he's in um i think number 2 would be hn if he plays um he has that toe injury could be limited but i don't care if he's active he's going to be in my lineup he has he has four top what tw- four top five finishes this year in like five games healthy games played um so he's going to be in my lineup if you don't want to play hn or if he ends up being inactive i think he's in He's wearing a uniform in practice today, so we'll see what his official practice status is. Uh, his head coach called him an unknown yesterday, so that's not a great sign. Um, but just keep an eye on his status, his practice status, to see what what, what happens this weekend. But it'll be Rashad White, A-Chan, followed by Montgomery, followed by James Conner. Just a note on the 49ers, um, there's a bunch of defensive players not practicing this week mm-hmm. so just keep an eye on that um so if we if you see a couple of those defensive guys and especially in the front seven um not practice or not playing this week you might want to bump up james connor just a little bit but regardless it would be rashad white then a. Chan, then montgomery then connor
2: yeah, it sounds like as we talk with Faraz Siddiqui of upper hand fantasy here. It sounds like Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave are both not going to play for the 49ers. Uh, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, said he is expecting Dre Greenlaw to play the their their will linebacker. So that's what that's looking like. I personally okay. would I personally think James Conner's gonna have a big week, but um I'm also not the fantasy guy. So listen, he he had a
4: big week before the bye. Right, and w- yeah. wasn't expecting that either. And yeah. and he his 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 opportunities definitely went up, and his role grow grew, grew from, from what it was the previous couple weeks.
2: Let's stick with James Connor here. This is from David David Julian again in the YouTube chat. Uh, Zach Moss or James Connor, and then Cortland Sutton or Amari Cooper. If you're picking one for me. I think I'm going
4: Zach Moss. Like he hasn't come through with the fantasy points, but the opportunity has been there. Like you know, 95 percent of snaps pretty much the last two games. So I'm going Zach Moss there. And then Cortland Sutton, or, Cortland Sutton, or Amari Cooper. Uh, I'm going to go Sutton here uh, because of the of the matchup that, that he has this week. So uh, those are the two guys I'm going with. Okay. Uh,
3: yeah. Let's just keep. Let's just keep just rolling through them. Yeah. Let's see. We got Aaron Jones. We have
2: twenty things starred here to ask.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah Najee or uh, Chuba Hubbard from Adam in the chat. Uh, we're going with chuba hubbard here uh Mm. aaron jones like
4: i i don't know if i'm gonna wait for him or trust him uh even if he plays like who knows now if we know that aj dylan's gonna be out and we know that aaron jones is gonna play i think i lean towards aaron jones here otherwise i'm going chuba hubbard
1: Mm. all
2: right very good let's do let's jump over to quarterbacks real quick we're going jake browning or sam howell Sam Howell's been getting it done every hey,
4: single yes. week. I might be starting him over Patrick Mahomes this week. So yes, I'm gonna start Sam Howell
3: over Drake Browning.
2: I love fantasy football for that reason. I might pick up right? Sam Howell and right.
3: start him over uh Patrick Mahomes just to be spiteful.
2: Are you gonna change your name to <laughs> Roland with Mahomes? <my> yeah.
3: Howlin' <laughs> <Hallen, laughs> with Mahomes, because I won't drop uh, Mahomes.
2: I'll, I'll Holland with Mahomes. There we go. Sounds like Remus Lupin over here. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> harry potter references sports radio james your yes thoughts.
3: there we go uh let's see we've got from zabo uh jordan addison james cook antonio gibson uh jarek mckinnon what do you got pick three or bench one uh, yeah how about yeah. your bench um, one?
4: we're gonna go uh james cook and antonio gibson definitely in and then it would be between addison and mckinnon i'm probably gonna go mckinnon here
2: Smart. Oh, even
3: uh, like because isn't uh, Justin Jefferson, is he questionable? He's playing.
4: Oh, he's playing. Je- Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson's in. Hawkinson's in. We got a new quarterback situation. Addison just hasn't really got done gotten it done, you know, once Kirk Cousins um, got hurt. Uh, and now JJ's back. So the target share is going to be a real question for Addison.
3: Okay.
2: All right. Let's jump up to Stefan Diggs or Michael Pittman at the wide receiver spot. That's from Jared Brown. Mm. Oh, this is close, man. Uh, but I'm going Michael Pittman.
4: Um know, th- three of the last three of the last four weeks, you know, he's outscored Diggs. So, okay. <laughs> you know, Diggs has had some tough matchups. In tough matchups, he's struggled. This matchup against the Cowboys isn't as tough as going up against Lajarius Sneed, going up against the Jets corners, uh, going up against uh who else? Patrick Sertan. Those are the three matchups he didn't <laughs> do well against over the last four weeks. So uh I think I'm going Pittman here. He just gets it done every single week. Okay. I'm going Pittman.
3: Uh, I'm going to skip down to uh this one. Someone is playing in a four-man league. Uh, he needs to start two Chase <laughs> uh Evans or Ayuk. Which of these two should he start against uh one of oh, the other man. five teams?
4: This this is <laughs> this is tough, man. Uh, hey, listen, I'll say this, man. If you drafted well, and even in a 12 team league you could have got these guys cuz look where remember, remember where Evans was going remember where Ayik was going in drafts they were not going early so so who are, so Nathaniel nice job nice job drafting these guys Yeah might um, be a dynasty I, I would too. say yeah uh, yeah exactly I would say Evans definitely in he's he's got done every single week last week was an exception regardless of the matchup right you got to go Mike Evans in your lineup he's killing it every single week also Chris Godwin might not play um you know he's he's been hobbled all week long in practice so keep that in mind um, between Ayuk and Chase, it, it is extremely close, okay? But Ayuk's matchup is so good, okay? Him and Debo have really, really good matchups. Kittle tends to struggle in, in, in this type of matchup, the type of coverage that, the, uh, that Arizona plays. I'm talking too high. In, too high safeties, usually Debo. Debo's number one in yards per run against two high safeties. Steph, uh, Tyreek Hill's number two. Ayuk is number three. Okay. Man. So Ayuk has a really good matchup this week. I think Jamar Chase, um, you know, obviously the target share has been up and down. He can kill it every single any single week. I'm going Evans and Ayuk, but it's super close between Ayuk and Chase for me.
2: Yeah, those super close ones are always tough because it's like it's no matter really tough. no matter no matter what, it feels like you're gonna do the wrong thing. Um at least that's my experience. <laughs> True.
4: Uh, it's so but, true. No, that's my experience as well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Talking with uh, Faraz Siddiqui, Upperhand Fantasy. It's an Odyssey original podcast. You can download the pod wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, on the free Odyssey app. Let's talk tight ends. You go in Trey McBride or Evan Ingram, and then I've got another tight end one for you after this.
4: Man, if you can fit one of these guys in your flex, like I would do it. Like, they're, they're, I, I don't love putting tight ends in my flex, but these high end guys, like, you kind of, kind of want to. I'm going McBride, though. I know Engram has got it done the last two weeks big time. Uh, but McBride, the target share is there every single week. He kills it against any type of coverage. There's only one other tight end who's been doing that this year, and that's Travis Kelsey. So I'm, I'm going McBride. What about Jake Ferguson or Isaiah Likely? That's from our guy, JG. Um, I, I like Jake Ferguson this week. You know, this is not a something that uh, it seems like a matchup that you want to s- start on paper. Uh, but um, Bills play two high safeties at the high, third highest rate in the league. Ferguson has the fourth highest yards per route run against that coverage this year. Uh, so I think he does have a little bit of a matchup advantage
3: this week. Okay. Uh, what do we got from Steven Castaneda? Uh, We have Amari Cooper or Najee Harris as a flex spot.
4: I think I'm going Amari here. I think he's just going to get the volume. You know, double-digit targets last week from Joe Flacco. A little bit of a tough matchup, but I
3: I lean Amari.
2: Dang. Uh, It cuts deep in my 925 heart. (laughs) Shout out to Antioch, California.
3: (laughs) Uh, Any commanders receivers that we should uh, trust from Philippe?
4: Oh, man. This is a good matchup for these guys, but trust is not the word you know, for these Commanders wide receivers, man. Tarrant McLaurin is such a good wide receiver. The fact that he the ball's being so spread out makes no sense to me. But, you know, I think, you know, he is a decent start this week, decent matchup. I would call him a, a solid wide receiver three. Uh, and then Curtis Samuel, a little bit below that, you know, as like a PPR play if you need somebody.
2: Let's grab, let's talk running backs. I had Zeke, A-Chan, or Cook. I know we did one similar to this earlier, but which one of those are you starting? Uh, I'm probably gonna rank them: Achan, Zeke, and then Cook. Right on. I like mm-hmm. that Zeke is ranked too, there. That's good for your boy. Yeah, it's a great sign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love I, it.
3: I love this Sacramento zone: Jake Browning or Sam Howell.
2: Did we do we this? Did this one? I
3: yeah, think Sam so. Howell, right? or we
2: went Sam Howell by by a uh, by a mile. Well,
3: oh, that's yeah. my bad.
2: All good. Uh, uh, would you? Would you? Uh, I'm sorry. Real quick, you said Diggs has been struggling. Would you sit him for Cortland Sutton? No, no, I wouldn't go that far. Okay.
3: I wouldn't right. go that
4: far. I, you know, there's Michael Pitt is a top ten wide receiver <laughs> every single week, so I had him as top seven, top six. So yeah, I, I'm you know that this is too far for me.
3: Uh, we oh we we've got more. Let's see. There's uh, a lot of them. There is a lot of them. It's playoff time, man. Oh, and, People and are then, fired up.
2: Let's go <laughs> fantasy Friday for Osadiki. I'm
3: down <laughs> to do some rapid fire. Let's do some rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fire him off. Uh, yeah, pick two. James, you just go. go you take it. I'm no, y- you take it, Kyle. You take it. All right,
2: <laughs> uh, go, Kyle. Hey, this this one's it. Pick two flex out of wando Robinson, Gabe Davis, Gus Edwards, or. Uh,
4: oh, this is so gross. De-
2: Demarcus this is Robinson is so gross. Is that who that is? Demarcus
4: Robinson. You know what's oh. crazy? I'm going Gabe. I'm going Gus Edwards and Demarcus Robinson here against Washington secondary. Mm, yep, I am. Wow. Hey,
2: mm-hmm. I've been. D- that's just a. That's a tough spot to be in.
3: That is a tough spot to be
2: in. All right, good luck, buddy. <laughs> that's. Uh, I'm just gonna grab these that are that are starred. We'll finish these up. Jalen Warren, Adam Thielen, or Keaton Mitchell in the flex. Adam Thielen. All right. What about Kyle Pitts or Isaiah Likely at the tight end spot? Isaiah Likely. Yeah, that's got to be the move. I think. Uh, what about Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard, uh, Chuba Hubbard, Zach Moss, or James Conner? Who sits? out of that group ah uh, man I am going to sit Hubbard sitting Chuba Hubbard okay ESPN uh, 1320 by the way youtube.com slash ESPN 1320 twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 it's a fantasy Friday with Faraz Siddiqui of upper hand fantasy and Odyssey original podcast uh, start and sits happening right now jump into YouTube or Twitch uh, and uh, and get your questions in last chance before the playoffs, or so the playoffs technically started last night, but before the weekend when the games really begin in earnest. Uh, pick one for, for a flex. Jordan Addison, Isaiah Likely, or Jarek McKinnon? Isaiah Likely. All right. You're big on Isaiah Likely this week. No, it's I'm just anxiety. not big on those other guys. Okay, very good. <laughs> 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 yeah, fair enough. Cortland Sutton, uh, David Montgomery, and Najee Harris? Oof, close
4: between Montgomery and Sutton. Uh, in PPR, I'll go Sutton. Otherwise, half PPR or standard,
2: I'll go Montgomery. Um. DeAndre Swift or George Kittle in a PPR flex spot?
4: Ooh, oh, my God. Uh, oh, man, I'm going DeAndre Swift.
2: Oh, yeah, you think they're going to figure so, out their running game a little bit? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 it is Seattle, though. I don't. It is Seattle. <laughs> All right. Uh, exactly. And, then and that's why. Yeah. Full PPR flex. Oh, we just did this one. That one's out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence or Kyler Murray this week? Kyler Murray. All right. And uh, last last one, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, or Stephon Diggs. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is Jefferson playing? Is he practiced? Yes. Okay, good. All right. All right. I think that's it. I think that's how we're gonna wrap it up.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for the rapid fire. That that was yeah, crazy. Great. Um, Peraz, we got to have you on next week because I do have to play. Uh, because after I get off the bye, I, you know, I'll be in the conference championships. Um, but uh, just. It, Again, are there? We've gone through so many people here. Is there something that people should be looking for? There is there any any help here on the waiver wire that they can go out and get right here deep, so deep in the season? (laughs) That's funny.
4: Uh, no, you uh, gave us uh, McKinnon. You you gave us McKinnon last week, Uh, right? We 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 just we're posting a uh, a a little meme today saying that like, hey, like it's like Family Guy when they're walking when when the dad's walking to the kitchen, he's like, "Uh, any help on the waiver wire, and the son's like nothing and then he just walks out he's like okay well i guess there's nothing here uh so yeah it is it is uh there's not much there honestly um like i mentioned antonio gibson you could potentially pick him up um but outside of that you know there isn't really much
2: is there anybody is there anybody you're looking at matchup wise this week that could be a league loser like a normal starter who's just in a really brutal matchup you know what that's a great question um
4: League yeah, losers. I, you guys can use that actually. for a
2: podcast topic.
4: League losers. Um sounds like my league. Um sounds like all my fantasy teams actually. <laughs> um let's see. I'm looking at the matchups here. Uh, you know, uh DJ Moore. Uh DJ Moore is one of them. You know tough matchup against Cleveland. You know th- mm. that could be, you know, he's been absolutely killing it every single week. Yeah. Um you know I'm looking at Devon Agent as somebody that you know I'm going to have him in my lineup no matter what, right? Right. Um but you know, is he going to be limited, right, with that toe injury? Yeah. You know, what can we expect? Is he going to leave the game? All those risks. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, you know, go big or go home.
2: I love that. I love that philosophy. Faraz, you're the very best. We appreciate you so much for jumping on with us each and every Friday at 1030 for a fantasy Friday. And especially this time of year, there's so much going on, uh, including the fantasy playoffs. So we appreciate you taking time out of your day, man. 100%. It's, it's great being on with you guys. See you later. All right, buddy. Good we'll see talk to you next you. week. See ya. For us, Siddiqui, right. Upper Hand Fantasy is the podcast. You can download that at the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Jump in there. There's not only the information you just gave, but they do deep dives on anything and everything. Every fantasy angle that you could want covered, they've got it for you at Upper Hand
3: Fantasy. The too high safety topic, which yeah, is man. that's just wild. Like how many guys were really good against the two high safety?
2: It was so funny last year. Last year or two years ago. I guess it was two years ago when patrick mahomes had that had that stretcher he struggled against two high safeties mm-hmm. and everybody was like the league has figured out patrick mahomes it's two high safety like a two high safety is like the original defense like that is just like when defense Standard. started you went two high safeties that is that's, that's just what happened 12 yards and deep and it's like you're telling me you're telling me that this is what thwart's the most talented quarterback we've seen since marino like really mm. that's what we're doing and sure enough, he figured it out. And two eye safeties just don't work anymore against Patrick Mahomes. That's right. He did figure it. Stunning. He, he does usually figure it out. That's why I keep waiting on the Chiefs. I'm not punting, by the way. I'm not giving up on them. You know what he needs to figure out it,
3: it, to have his wide receivers look down the line and go like this at the ref, like, "Hey, yeah, hey, just am, just check. Am checking? I on sides? Just, just checking. Am I on sides? We good? A, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's it easy.
2: Yeah.
3: All
2: right. I have a Demonte Sabonis question to ask you. Not a question. I think it's a take. It's a take on workshopping. Take shop. I'm going to take shop this on the air because it's not something that I've, it's, it's, it's a take, but it's, it's couched as like a
3: question. I'm in for your couch. Take shop.
2: Yeah, no, I don't, I I, I don't think there's anyone better to ask than you. So I'm going to ask you, we have the 49ers with an NFC West crown at stake in week 15. We'll tell you how they can uh, win a second consecutive NFC West. And is Brock Purdy really going to win the MVP? Oh, we also, Kyle, we got a PS5. We got a PS5 to give away. That's way better than what I was about to say about the Brock Purdy MVP thing. Yeah, we've got a PS5 to give away. We're doing that at 1130 to call our number 17. Uh, Phones not open for that yet. They're open, but we're not giving away a PS5 yet. They'll lock close to 1130 and then reopen, and then you can call. Okay. But that's also coming up at 1130. That's right. All right. Let's do this. Plenty coming up. I have a Domana Sabonis take. We're going to talk about it next.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube. On ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?